Hey ladies, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to share this episode with you guys. I had to like fast forward this. I actually had another Kakao and Convos recorded for before, like I recorded it before John's recording, which you'll hear today, but it's just too much of a juicy episode that I literally can't not release it because I want you all to hear it now because we talk a lot about emasculation and we talk a lot about men stuff, right? And it breaks my heart how many women emasculate men. And hey, I'm not perfect. I used to do it a lot, a lot, a lot. Like I was queen of emasculation. I thought that if I emasculated a man, and I didn't even know I was emasculating him, but I thought if I did that, then like he would understand what I what I wanted. Because the thing is, under all of those like victimization statements, there's a desire. And a lot of us come from this place of like victimization, which is emasculate, which, which generally will also emasculate them. But because we have a desire under it and we're not taught how to just communicate that desire. Maybe I should do another podcast on how to communicate that desire. Anyway, point being, I have my beautiful friend, John, on for today's podcast. And we are talking about emasculation and what it feels like for a man. So what was really beautiful about this podcast episode is that he was also talking a lot about how it feels for a man to go through X, Y, and Z. And it's like really heartbreaking when you hear what it's like. So if you haven't heard about emasculation and what it feels like for a man, this podcast is going to blow your mind. We also talked about how women can plant the seed in terms of getting their man to do the work. We talked about ultimatums. We talked about mother wounds. We talked a tiny bit about um, also attachment styles and when there is permission to emasculate. So you are going to love this episode. Get your notebooks out. It's going to change the game for you and your lover. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach, and I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Record, record. So lovely to talk to you again, John. Totally. Absolutely. It's been a long time. Had a proper convo. I know. How has everything been? How's Orchard Street been in Sydney? Orchie's, Orchie's been great. It's almost like I want to set up like a the scene of us, like we're in the chalet and Orchie in, in <laughs> Aspen somewhere. You know, it's just been snowing. Um, that would be amazing. <laughs> that is exactly what at, I want. I've been out back chopping up some wood. You've just come back in from the snow. You're a bit tired and you're just ready to chill. Mm. Some cacao, a mm. bit of convo, fire's going. No, they've just brought out the cacao. That would be great. Um, it's ready to roll. But yeah, it's, it's Orchie's good. Good. Yeah, yeah we've actually. Monday. Oh, beautiful. We actually have just drove all the way from Aspen to now I'm in Denver. That's why I messaged you saying I might be 10 minutes late because the amount of construction, but like these fucking views driving. We, we did like a back way and you just drive through the mountains and it's like. I'm like literally like screaming in the car because I've never seen something so beautiful. And because it's coming into fall, like autumn, um, all the trees are changing colors and you look at these patches of trees where there aren't pine trees and they're changing colors and they're just, just like lime green and yellow. Mm. It is insane. Anyway, so I am a little bit tired, but it is, I look a bit tired. Um, it is in like, I just like can't even describe how insane it is, but yes. And Orchard Street in, Aspen would be great. And Orchard Street in New York would also be great. And Orchard Street in Beaver Creek, which is another town in Colorado. 
<laughs> Another ski place, just everywhere. And it looks like you're loving that Range Rover as well. Don't even get me started on that. That has been like, the, that's the dream car. Although I nearly fucking hit a semi-trailer because there's a massive, massive blind spot in it. And I did my three checks, you know, like you check the rear view mirror, you check the side mirror, and then you turn your head over and look. Like coast was clear. And so I go to turn and this giant truck, although he was being a dick because then he went past and he was like swerving around everyone. And I was like, okay, I actually think he might've been um, further behind me when I looked and then he sped up because I was, because I indicate well before I turn to give people like notice as you should anyway. And um, yeah, I like, I like went into the lane and then he was right there and I was like, holy shit. And like turned the other way. It was so fucking scary, but (laughs) we're here. We're fine. It is a beautiful car. Like very cruisy, very nice. Mm. Such a treat, such a treat. Anyway. So I'm really excited to have you here to talk about men's stuff, women's stuff, just all the juicy things because all my followers love hearing about men. So Mm. I'm just going to basically start with some questions and then we can just go from there. Does that sound good? Sounds fantastic. Fire away. Okay. Awesome. So my first question I was thinking of in the car actually, and this is a mass generalization and I know the answer in terms of what I know about this, but I'd love to hear your perspective. Why do you think men have a harder time um, doing the work compared to women? That's a a fantastic question. Uh, I think it's multifaceted. You've got, uh, I feel like as a, as a sub, as a as a part of the species, women have a connection with each other already, especially when they start menstruating. There's like a, a body connection, and um, you can connect with like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling this, like I'm feeling bloated, I'm feeling whatever it is, um, and then you have a dialogue around how you feel. Men, on the other hand, don't have anything like that to really connect them, hmm. so there's surrogate things like sports or gaming or other things, but they don't really create a a body related language. Uh, I also feel like there's a lot of uh, shame around men expressing their emotion. Um, And if this, this usually comes from childhood around um, uh, when you show emotion, it's like showing weakness, like it's a vulnerability. Mm, Yeah. So, so as soon as you as soon as you allow that armor to come down and you you show that vulnerability, you can be taken advantage of, which can feel like death for a lot of men. Like, oh, I've told you like this this deepest darkest secret of me, and it's like, like fuck, I'm 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 completely open to the world. Uh, those are the two stand out. Th- oh, and I think there's the resources as well. So for men to find a resource to, to like, do emotional work and inner work is, is challenging. And I feel like there's uh, men's circles, which are like a, uh, almost like a level one mm. of, of, of the work. And then from there, it, it's, it's challenging to try and find something where you can go a little bit deeper and start yeah. looking at some of that childhood stuff, issues with your mum or your dad. Uh, so I guess it's a, it's a combination of, like shame, resources, and and biology. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. I just thought of like so many good questions when you were talking about that. And I was like, okay, so every answer, I want you to kind of like answer it as though um, 
like exactly how it feels to you. Cause I can, because ex- I can explain, you know, when you emasculate a man, this is what you're doing. And like, everyone fucking knows that by now, but I want them to like feel it in their heart of like, fuck, that's what I do to a guy. So my next mm. question then is what does it feel like to be emasculated? Whoa. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. I'm just thinking back to moments in my life where I, where I feel like that's, that's happened for me. I think a lot of it, it's, it would be in a public setting is the worst. So like fighting in public mm. and um, like it, it would be, it's, it's, it's more of an energetic thing. It's not so much what you say, it's how you say it. Okay. And, and, and that's, it's purely energetic. Like it's, it doesn't matter how you try and artic- perfectly articulate it. If you still like an energy of like, no, I want to fuck you up. Like, I'm, this is like, you piss me off, whatever it is, I'm going to take your nuts and put them in a nutcracker. Like that kind of, <laughs> that, that kind of energy. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's you, you sink straight away. You start, there's a, a feeling it sinks and it goes, it runs all the way down. Like internally, it feels like it runs all the way into the belly. And it's, it's almost like this black hole forms inside mm. your belly. It starts sucking you in. And for me personally, it's like the world starts closing in and I just have this intense, like, hatred for my partner. Like, why would you do that to me? Like, why would you? How, how, how good. Did, no, not I, good as in, like, go and do it, but, like, how good? Like, this explanation is so good. Thank, yeah, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> <Excuse> <laughs> and, like, like how, how could you do this to me? Like, first of all, it's like a public space. Like, and I, I feel because it, it actually brings up a lot of rage. So straight away you want to like, like you hate the feeling of what you're feeling and the default reaction is like rage or anger. Yeah. And for a lot of men, like expressing rage and anger in public is like completely unacceptable. Mm. Uh, so you, you kind of bottle it down and then you turn it inwards and it becomes like a resentment over time. Uh, but it, resentment it, it, it is mas- killer. Yeah, it is. It is the number one relationship killer. Mm. And it, and so emasculation wise, it feels like you're, you're less than a man and it feels like you're, you failed at, at, at being that, that partner that you, you want to be for your woman. So, um, yeah. Does that answer your question? Does that? It does answer my question. So okay. can you remember some of the worst times where you were emasculated and what happened? <laughs> Should you see oh, it yeah. better? Okay. All right. So like, it, it's been, it's, it's been almost two years since my quote unquote last relationship. Yeah. And I feel like I've grown a lot in those last yeah. two years. So I would, the one that springs to mind was that um, we were in Bunnings and. Um, I'm loving this already. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we were, we were looking for some screws. And like, for me, like I'm like a, a bit of a, like I just like looking through and like understanding what's on the shelf and like okay. taking my time, like see what's up there and like just about and, and, and explain to explain to us how for a man they need to kind of see all the options before they choose. Why is that important? Um, why is that important? Because there's there's for me for me personally, um, I like establishing th- forward thinking about whatever the scenario is going to be and then overviewing what options I have to try and complete or fix that scenario so you're building something at home like a chicken ladder or something (laughs) and um and uh, i was looking for the right type of screw that we were going to need 
anyway, so we came to this aisle and um, there was two other guys standing there. And like, for me, it was like, it was, it wasn't so much that we were completing a task. It was almost us. We were, we were together doing something together. So let's just work on it together. And she ends up, she asks two other guys there, like what screws that we should use. And straight away, this is but my own shame and my own shit as well. Mm. If, I, if I was okay with that, I was like, I don't fucking know. Just ask these two dudes. They're yeah. Like, they know. Yeah. So like straight away, I was like, I could feel like this. Oh my god! Like I'm, I don't know how to, I don't know how to pick what screws that we need to make this mm. chicken ladder. So I'm like, oh my god! Like this complete shame spiral, and um, and that that was one scenario. I, I felt like completely emasculated. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't know what to do. That was one. Um, what else? Uh, uh we were traveling and. Uh, what was it? What were we doing? Um, she was selling a book at a time and I think I'd forgotten something. Um, we, we, we planned to go somewhere. We planned to do something and I'd, and I'd forgotten something. And she like, how could you forget this? Like, how could you, it was so important for me. How could you not know this? And again, like I, I felt like uh, timeline wise, there was so much that we had to do to prepare, to prepare for this event that I, I would have liked her to take the whole timeline into perspective, but that's not the way I understand women is that's not how women react. Mm. And I was like, no, come on. Like I've been up since like 2am in the morning helping you do this or whatever it is. So it was the whole thing kind of collapsed into the present and was like, no, right now you failed me as a man. And it was like, oh, my God. Like, and and that's the key. So, like, your brain, it, like, men's brains go, like, we failed as a man. Like, we're not good enough for her. She deserves a better man. And we obviously don't want you guys to think that. And that's why understanding emasculation is so fucking important. And as I say, this whole feminist thing has just made women actually create more emasculation towards men. And it's really interesting how you remember these tiny things, like a moment in Bunnings with screws, but that shit stays with you because I had the, it had the biggest impact. And for a woman, it's like, what the hell? But like, I'm, I just wanted to ask for screws and we don't register that. But when you're not letting a man do the building, fix the things, take control, you're emasculating him. And he remembers totally, it. Yeah. Totally. It's, it's like, um, yeah, she holds the balls. She holds, she has the pants and there's no need for me to be here. Like, why am I mm. even here? And when, when, you, when that space is taken away, or even if, it, if it's unconsciously, you feel like, well, there's no space for me here. Like, oh, I may as well just go and do my own thing anyway because there's no real need for you to have my skills and have my time. And my it's energy. just heartbreaking. It is. It, re- it really is. And, um, and, it, and it, it really puts you in, in a space of like, it, it, depending on the kind of man that you are, you can start questioning the whole relationship. Mm. And if you don't have tools to like, talk to a mate about it or talk to somebody about it, you end up getting stuck in your head. Like, am I, do I need to be with this woman? Like what's going on? Like this keeps on happening. Yeah. To me. But when you talk to like somebody else that's in a, um, like a, a, a successful quote unquote relationship, yeah. you can start to tease apart. It's like, no nah, man, that's just your shit. Like just allow her to do it. in that moment. She just felt like she needed to do that. And the yeah. more you deal with your issues around your mother, you can just allow, you can just create space for that. Mm, okay. And the, yeah. And then the relationship, um, the relationship with your partner just purely becomes about 
coming together to co-create this third thing of whatever your 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 soul's journey is um instead of like those day-to-day like just nuancey things that you know on the ladder to growth yeah okay i was gonna ask something i had an absolute brain fart and i can't remember what it was again it was something about um oh uh, so you're talking about at the beginning, you mentioned men's circles and how men need support and whatnot. And that's kind of like, there's kind of, there's two ways to it with emasculation, right? Where one, a woman should not be emasculating and we need to learn how to not emasculate and be in our feminine. That's one side of it. And another side is yes, it's their shit. That's why it's also emasculating to an extent, because also if you're emasculating by not letting a man, you know, fix the plumbing when he wants to, by like saying, no, you're incapable. Well, that's not his shit. That's actually like you being a dick to your man because he wants to fix things and, and he's allowed to fix things. Anyway, so two questions. Firstly, do you know of any men's groups, let's mention yours as well, that men can go to? And then secondly, um, secondly, kind of what's that line you feel between a woman emasculating versus a man and his shit? Okay, I'll start with the last question first. Yeah. Um, so the, the line is... It, it, it really comes down to communication. So I feel like I, that, that plumbing example, mm. so say like you, you have a child and the plumbing needs to be fixed because the baby needs a wash. Yeah. So it's like there's a tipping point between like, hey, you don't understand the urgency of this. Uh-huh. Baby needs a wash. You can't, this is not a time for you to fuck around and learn how to plumb. <laughs> just, like, just, just get a plumber in, just sort it out because like this, this, this is urgent right now. You're not, you're not hearing my distress. Mm. This needs to be fixed. Uh, that's where like, that's a woman like, this is the, the kick in the, the kick in the pants that men need. Yeah. So like there, there is, a, there's a line there. And then on the other side, the part of you that wants to try and feel the part of you that might feel like you could do it better or the part of you that feels like, energetically like he's doing it wrong Mm, that's the emasculation yeah so how or you could do it better or your dad could do it better okay so there's that would be the line if you if you if you 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 can feel into it and go like is this urgent like can can you fuck around right now like can i afford to give him the space to just work it out so the way that when you were saying that, that I felt the difference so that people, if they don't understand it. So with that first example, your baby needs a wash, right? If you are like, no, just, can you please just call a plumber and get one in? And if he gets emasculated, that's because he feels that he isn't capable and his shit around like not being good enough is coming up in that moment. Instead of him understanding the baby needs a wash and like right now is not the time for me to fuck around and learn how to plumb. The other side of it is that you aren't giving him, there's no urgency and you are not giving him the space to actually at least have a go. You're immediately saying you're not good enough. I can do it better. Mm, yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and, and both of those hinge on how present you are in the relationship. Okay. So if you're super distracted, if you're super ungrounded, if there's a lot of stuff that's cascaded on you in the moment and you feel like panicky or frenetic, you're not going to be present enough to work out what side of the emasculation that, that you're on or listening to your partner and going, wow, you know, she, she sounds really distressed. This isn't, this isn't like, if I'm using you as an example, mm. this isn't normal Mon. Yeah. This is distressed Mon. Like, what is going on? Like, Yeah, there's a clear difference. People yeah. that know me well pick up on it. If they can tell, like, my energy shifts when I'm very, very stressed, I start getting, like, short and even quiet, and they can feel it of, like, she's really stressed right now, and that would yeah. be different. Yeah. Totally. And, and, and that, me being and dogmatic. 
tell, and that's a, and it's a, it's not just a, a head thing. Like you can tell, didn't you? Didn't you know? Didn't you see that? Yeah. It's a it's a body thing. So the more connected you are to your body, the more you go, something's wrong. Something's amiss here. That, that's, that's yeah. Out of yeah. I was going to quickly say, um, even like an even more basic example, because it just happened like in the in like in the car here. It was like it's a five hour drive. Actually, it was longer because we did the long way. It would have been at like six or something, and I was getting really tired. And um, towards the end of the drive, I had the interview with you, and um, I didn't want to be late, right? And like I'm just kind of sitting in the car, being like, "Can you just like do the maps like right now?" And when people start like fucking up with the maps, I'm like, "Oh my god, can you just fucking get the map to work?" And that's an example. If a man was in the car with me that wouldn't be me wanting to emasculate him that's like me in distress of like I'm so tired I need to get to the hotel make the fucking maps work and stop fiddling with things just fucking do it properly that Mm. would be an example of me being in distress an example of emasculation is we're not in a rush I'm I'm not in distress but I'm just being a dick and being like why can you never figure out a fucking map that would be an example of emasculation that's a good example and using the 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 timeline generalizations of always or never I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay, so some of the so some of the men's circles. So your one, and then any others you can recommend. So, so uh, I really feel like it's up to a man to like make the choice that he oh. wants to go. Oh, we. T- oh, yeah. I tell us all the time to my clients: if you cannot tell a man what to do, you can plant the seed. And this often happens by my clients doing the work as a woman, and that yeah. like plants the seed, and he goes oh, like she's really changed. I need to step up to the game. So let's mm. say, because once I started mentioning on um, my Instagram that I was working with men, a lot of men's um, reached out to me because their girlfriend told them that I was now taking them and then they were interested. So if those men were now interested in these women are listening, what could you say to them? I would say you, you need to find one in your area. So part of this, like the manhood journey, like the warrior journey is to like, you know what, I'm going to do this for me and I'm going to do this for whatever our relationship is going to be. And I need to find my own tribe. So it's like you, you find a group of men, like it, you actually go on that nomad, that walkabout journey and you go and find a group of men because there, there will be lots of groups out there and uh, I feel, well, there could be lots of groups out there. I know a few of them in Sydney. Um, however, they might not be right for you. Like, yeah. There, there, there can be um, groups that like get together and uh, they end up just ripping on women. Like they hurt men that rip on women. Mm. So it's like, that's not. That's a big that's no, not, no. That's not that's what's happening. No, no. Yeah. That's like no. women ripping on men. It's just that no. And no. No, no, and you need to be aware of that. Like, the, and the, whoever's leading the group, like, you will take on their energy. Mm. Like, you will take on whatever their, whatever their wounding is, whatever their, um, wherever they're at in their life. That's what you will take on. So, yeah. it really comes down to, does this feel right for me? Is this when they talk about women, is is this like um, an owning of of that aspect of of what's happening, whatever the relationship dynamic that played out. Um, and then what can happen, and either you can grow together as a couple in, when you both start doing the work, or you realise that, you know what, our paths are now going separate ways. So you need to ex- acknowledge that when you, you love someone and you want to help them on their soul's journey, that there's actually a point where y- you might realise that you're both on two different soul journeys and you've come as long as you can together. Mm. 
Um, Can we yeah. touch on that? Okay. Hit me. So when, and this happens and it breaks my heart and I can't tell my clients what to do when it comes to their relationship, they know the answer, but they don't want to tell themselves it. So let's say, for example, client done my mastermind or whatever, now knows how to draw boundaries, now knows how to not emasculate men, understands feminine masculine, she's in her feminine, she really wants him to be in her masculine, his masculine. And she plants to see she does all the right things, right? She like, trust me, she does all the right things. And he is not open to any of it, not open to listening, not open to stepping up. And she drops the hints. She, she communicates really clearly to him about her needs and her desires. And not like that he's doing something wrong, but how it makes her feel when he does X, Y, and Z, like all the right, like Queens code, Alison Armstrong way of explaining it. Right. And he won't do it. He's so stuck in his paradigm, his ego. Classic case is like a woman wants more sensual sex, sensual touch, slow sex. Man will not even try it because he can't control his own sexual desire. So in those scenarios, whether it's relation to sex or just generally speaking, what do you feel like, like anything that you feel like is coming up that you can just riff on in that in those sort of scenarios where one party, let's say for example the woman, because majority of my audience is women, they're doing the work and like their man will not do anything to support them. Uh, okay, thank you. Uh, two things: one, you, you encapsulated that heartbreak really well. I can feel like that heartbreak that she yeah. has. Um, uh, secondly, you you need to make a choice. So. It just matter. you can't you cannot change somebody I know that's a hard thing hey and and the way I see it as a soul's journey is like we make contracts with people um, throughout our lives to help us grow wherever we need to grow in our soul's journey um, <laughs> people are lessons it's hard it's so hard when you're in it it is but people are like people are like and at the time you're like no like he's everything and I get that like I've been there but then you know years later you realize it was actually just a big lesson and it's such a hard thing to to get around when you're in it it is and and, and it, but you have it to make comes a choice it, well, like, well it, it's you do have to make, you have to set a set a line in the stand like yeah. where, where are your values and where are your standards standards exactly like because yeah because like what because every time you go back to this relationship like it's bringing your whole energy down like it's mm, bringing everything I back know. in like and all, all of your tools that you've got like all of this like feminine embodiment and like learning how to like have slow orgasmic like embodied sex with yourself first and then like ideally with a, with another human but because you're doing your work in yourself like you know what you can feel yeah I and you know. want to be able to share that with someone so you just got to draw that line and it's heartbreaking it's like especially if you've you've come a long way with that partner and you've got a lot of history like they know some of your foibles and that they love you for that for whatever you are and it's like having to like reset the score and start again is hard however that is just the life death life scenario of life of living of the human conditioning so mm. and, and i think it's it's you deserve to have a good partner like you deserve to like not having to to like push someone it's exhausting like energetically it is to it's, push someone it's to so fix. much energy outwards it's oh, yeah yeah it's like it's 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 
It's, and it's not healthy for women. That's constant lack. It's constant them feeling like it's they're not they're not being cherished, they're not being loved, they're not being appreciated. Totally. And you need that as a woman. Like a man wants to feel wanted. Women need to feel cherished. If you don't feel cherished in your relationship, that's not how it needs to be. Like you get to feel cherished in your relationship. A man can cherish the fucking living daylights out of you. Yes, exactly. And uh, and and. Uh, women have a timeline like you've got a biological timeline like if you want to have kids like you I love how you age. mentioned this you've been talking about this yeah keep going this is juicy so it's like men don't get this like you, you women have a set amount of eggs that's it you know and if they've gone through illness in their life like the eggs get reabsorbed so it's like you got to take this like, don't fuck around with a woman's time yeah like either, either you cut the cord if you you see that you're you're the ball and chain in the relationship and cut the cord or you tell her like just give me an ultimatum like own it like like it's 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 time is short and women's time in particular has, has a biological limit on, on if they want to have children like where that goes um I, uh, uh, there, there can be a rite of passage in becoming a father but there's still that requirement to do inner work. And when yeah. it comes particularly to sex, there's a lot of stuff around like dealing with your mother mm. and like, the, the shadow work that we do, um, like that's, that, that's quite dark and quite like, you, you, the like, dark stuff that, is the fun stuff. The dark stuff is the stuff. <laughs> I say the more tears like, the better. When, when, when my clients cry, I'm like, yes, so good. <laughs> It sounds so fucked up, but it's amazing. Well, that's right. Well, that's what you know, that's where the gifts are, you know. Yeah. Like, fuck all the love and light shit. Like, this uh, the real The breaking down is like, like you got to break down before you can build up. Exactly. Exactly. Um, mm. Amazing. So just on that note, as a man, let's say healed masculine man, how would you operate in a relationship? So a woman can know this is the standard that I am allowed to go for because it's fully fucking available. Um, in, in what in like in what context? Like the okay, in for example, yeah, like uh, if I was a man, I would say like I would make her breakfast in bed. I'm fucking cherishing her. Um, I want to take her out on surprise dates. Um, I will love her every single. Like, what would you be doing in a relationship as a man so that they can know that is what a healed masculine man would do? Because, like for example, when you are with a masculine man, and this tends to be like an age, sometimes an age thing as well, not always. It's very evident. Actually, no, not an age thing because I'm just comparing some people, and they're the same age and they do very different things. So. It's very funny how you will, if you are with a more masculine man, he will cherish you, like pay for everything, organize everything, tell you where to be and what time, tell you what to wear, like cherish, right? And then, um, and then an, uh, a, a man with a lot of mother wounding that hasn't been healed yet, he cannot, he will not do that. He will, he will try to, but as soon as he feels vulnerable, he'll shut down. So I kind of want you to say like, as a masculine man in a relationship, Let's say you had your dream woman right in front of you. How would you show up for that relationship? <sighs> I feel like I would, I would understand who she is first. Like just like, cause there'll be part of her, like I'm feeling like, like she will be quite independent mm-hmm. and that there will be that part of her, which will feel really uncomfortable, uncomfortable when she feels smothered. Mm-hmm. So it's balancing this 
like when she when I feel like that she needs to 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 sit into that feminine and just be in that that expansive space and then being that provider for her whatever that looks like whether it is breakfast in bed full body massage like long slow sex period sex whatever it is <laughs> that she needs um that, that 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 I make myself available for that um and then on the other hand when she feels like she wants to be like that queenie, that warrior queenie push and whatever she wants to do, like if she's whatever, whatever kingdom that she's making, allow her that space to be that. But a lot of it, I feel like will just come down to presence. Like as soon that, as you build. Seriously, it's, it's space. Like what you're saying right now, everything is just like support, 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 support yeah. every side of her. As, as soon as it becomes, as soon as you think it's a pattern and try and like write it down, like, oh, when she does this, <laughs> it's fucked up. Like you can't, there's no, there's no algorithm. You, as soon as you, you think there's an algorithm, she'll fuck you up and it, she'll yeah. always keep you on your toes. And that, that is the beauty of mm. that, that feminine of like. It's, the little it's un- test that we do as well. Yeah. It's like, it, like, I don't know. And, and I say this in, in, in love and respect, like it's, it's the chaotic it's the chaos. And, oh, and yeah, the man, that's, that's the best part of being a woman. woman. And, and, and men just trying, always trying to bring it back into peace. Like men mm. is like, let's bring it, but what, what, what's, what's out of control that needs to be brought back into control? What, what, what are you struggling with that we can both work on to, to do this? Or if I don't have the skills, let's find someone that does have the skills mm. and bring them in and, and sort it out. So I feel like, in summary, if the woman was in front of me, it's, it's presence in space and just feel into it. Like it really is a feeling thing around what she needs, who she is, Mm -hmm. where she wants to go. I feel like if it's, if, if, if the union is decided around, we're both together in this moment in time to spiritually grow and grow into our soul's journey and do whatever our purpose is, then that's a good foundation for a relationship. Amazing. So good. And like, I know my, I know people know this, I said it before of like men are more linear. Women ride the waves. We are different every day. One minute I can be so high energy. The next day I'm like, really, I'm struggling. And that's, and we have all these different archetypes. So Mm. as, as a man, if you are trying to squeeze your woman into a box, like good fucking luck, it's not going to happen. No, and no, it won't. And it will, and it it will explode. Yeah. Oh yeah. You cannot contain that. No. So it's, it's, but when you but when you have an energetic container to deal with rage, and like because you and I have healed around the opposite sex yeah. as well, like you, we've seen the rage, mm. so you, you kind of have an idea around this. This rage is capable, and it's it's not a bad like uh, for me personally. Like I love seeing that that anger because like, it's it's raw and it's, it's real. healthy, and it's totally fucking it's totally fucking healthy. And, <sighs> and yeah, we do so much anger release. Like, I make my clients do so much anger release because. In society, we've been made to believe that anger is bad, wrong, dangerous, especially with the one, one, punch, one punch hit thing. It's like it's really dangerous. Now, what's actually more dangerous than expressed anger is suppressed anger because it will mm. explode one day, but it will explode in a very unhealthy way. It doesn't mean that if you are getting really angry at your woman that you have to go have to like rip her to shreds in that moment. It means you need to go somewhere else that week where you can get like a batting cage, whatever it is, and you need to bash out all of the anger so you don't bring it home because it will come into the bedroom it will come home one day and you've got to get it out before it creates resentment women are the exact same 
100%. Like anger release is not something that it's like, you know, you're not saying the person's a bad person. You're actually helping the relationship by getting it out. So it's not in like the, like the energy between you and that person. Let's say for example, you had a lot of anger towards your dad. If every time you see your dad, you come in with anger towards him, that's disgusting to bring into like the dynamic. But if you release that before you see him, it means that you come in with clear and like your relationship will change because you don't Mm. have that energy there and he can feel it. Like men can feel that energy. They can feel when we hate them. Mm, Um, Totally. Yeah. I feel like we don't give men enough credit for their intuition as well. And they can feel it when we're pissed, we're angry, we resent them, like all that sort of stuff. Um, Awesome. Okay. Next question is, okay. With emasculation, I know you've mentioned this before and I, and I love this and I say this, there is a time and a place where there is kind of permission to, to possibly emasculate. When would you say, uh, maybe an example would be helpful, would be a time and a place where permission to emasculate? Because it's always going to be aligned with everything. Well, uh, and, 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 I, and I think like, you, like using, using the emasculate as, as the umbrella, like you don't know how the man's going to take it. Mm. Um, the line would be danger. The line would be pressure. So, like, um, like if you know, and, and there can also be an intuit. So, I've my last relationship, she was quite intuitive, and I couldn't foresee the future. So, like, there might be something that I feel that's not important right now, but if we don't complete this event right now, like three hours or two weeks in the future, there's some kind of critical. Um, in critical past that happened because of this event that we did now. So I guess it's an intuition thing. And uh, I guess that would come down to the communication around this is, this feels really urgent to me. I don't understand why, but we need to do this right now. Yeah. And then when, when that, and then, and then it escalates. So you ratchet it up. It's like, no, we need to do this now. Ratchet up again. Like, and then it's like the tipping point. This feels like we really fucking need to do this right now. I'm not your mother. You and I are in a team together. Let's fucking do that. I need you to do this right now. Yeah. And then that's like that tipping point of like, oh, fuck, this is real. And it might feel like it's an emasculation, but once it's done, it's like you just, you, you move through it. Yeah. It's kind of like the combo of timeline urgency and like maybe also like him not listening with anything else. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like if he's on his phone or if he's like doing work that's not important yeah. right now or if he's just fucking around and women can detect it. Yeah. Or even like, um, yeah, even, yes. Or even when like you've tried to communicate multiple times in a really nice way where you're not, where you're not emasculating and it won't get through to him. So mm. actually with that then, um, ultimatums. Mm. I know men hate ultimatums. We all hate ultimatums, right? We do all hate ultimatums. Okay. So... Sometimes though, men need ultimatums. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to break up with them for them to realize, fuck, I really wasn't stepping up and them to come running back, which is fine. And I'm not one to, to then say like, well, no, you should never go back to him, blah, blah, blah. Can you riff a little bit on ultimatums, maybe how they feel to you, but also how they are actually beneficial to men understanding the importance of a situation or like how much he wants to be with his woman? Okay. Um... Uh, ultimate, like if, if the ultimatum is coming from the woman and she genuinely feels it, like absolutely like no, like willing to like completely cut the cords, the energetics will come through in the ultimatum. If it's an ultimatum to use as a manipulation to like, 
uh, if I threaten this, which is a lot of some mothers have done this. Like if, mm. if, you, if the man's used to the mother, like, oh, I'm going to get a divorce from your father or I'm going to run away from home or whatever it is, that's tied into their, their, their trauma body and they won't take it seriously. So if the ultimatum is we need to fix this or you need to go see someone, otherwise we can't keep going on. If, you, if that energetic is felt, that can put him in a headspace to review, but you yourself need to be willing, like genuinely thought about it and can feel it that you want to cut the cord. Mm. How it helps for men is that it, it doesn't always happen straight away, but it, it might be over a few relationships or a few times that what, this can't just be either, either you, either you tip into all women are fucked or there's something about me that I need to look at. Yeah. Because you, you start to look look over the relationships and you go, there's some of these women that I was with were really amazing. Like they, they, they held on to me for so long or they, they saw past my shit and could see like whoever this, this, this soul's person who I am, the, the true me, because women can see the true man. I know, and that's what's hard for some of us sometimes when they're so yeah. wounded. Yeah, totally. And 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 you just, oh, if you could only just be this man. I know, I right? Oh, yeah. And, and and to let go of that 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 pedestal image is is really challenging because if the man can't see that, it's like, well, a hundred. So like one of my exes, which you would know, which I think I mentioned to you before, I wanted to get him on the podcast. This was ages ago when I was living in Melbourne. He lived in Sydney. Uh, I wanted to get him on the podcast and actually his name's Chris, whatever. I think I mentioned him to you. I wanted to get him on the podcast because I actually wanted him to come and talk about the version of me that he knew so we so, so women could see how much I've changed and what's possible for them because I feel like sometimes you say oh yeah I used to be cold and there's some people like yeah yeah whatever but for him to actually say this is everything Monica did wrong in the relationship but he was by no means perfect it would have just been like a really epic conversation I believe and, and I wanted him to kind of go through what he wanted me to do instead of what I did do to help people understand just from an average man right mm-hmm. anyway so I emailed him, really polite email, and he didn't even use my name to reply and was just like, I'm not being on your podcast. And it actually cut deep, not in terms of because I was like holding on and waiting for him by any means. We are not a good match and he's not, the, like, he's just, he doesn't fit the brief basically. But it was actually heartbreaking because I was like, in two years, you've done no work on yourself. You are still so wounded towards your mum. You can't even use my name you can't mm. even be polite in an email. You have to like be so fucking rude. And that breaks my heart. I mean, I, it breaks my heart full stop when I'm with a guy and then he's wounded and I'm like, this is not going to work. And they don't go into the work because I'm like, you have so much potential. Like you're so hot. You have so much potential and you aren't using it. And mm. um, like, what do you do in those scenarios? Because I know a lot of women have that. And I'm over that because I've, I now like know my man, but, but for everybody else, what do you do in those scenarios when you can like see that man, but he's just like, he just won't step up to the table because you can't change him and you can't force him. You can't. I, I, it's, uh, what springs to mind is like being able to feel that remorse Mm. of like just being able to sit with that. You know what? Like no matter how big a container I hold for the potential of this man, He's never going to fill it. And like being able to feel like 
it, it felt right in the moment to start this relationship or whatever it was. But you know, I, I've 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 made an incorrect choice right now, and I need to feel that, and I will make a better choice in the future. Yeah. Um, because it it can be tormenting for someone to to see that that container that that someone can fill, and then just never being able to fill it, like knowing all the tools and who to talk to, and trying to push them down this path. And oh, I know this is going to be an amazing relationship, and then it he has to want it. You do. You got to. I can he has to want it. Got to get up every morning and feel. You know, I'll fucking want this. I want to be the better than the person I was yesterday. Who I know. Do by myself. And that's so. and and the worst thing is torture if you stay in a relationship where you can see that version of him, but he just can't. And yeah. it's like, I mean, obviously, I can't tell you what to do, but it's like get out because you're literally torturing yourself because mm. it's very painful for us to watch. Mm. Um. And it's torture. And there are plenty of men out there that are completely healed where you don't have to sit and wait around for him to step up. Mm, I think that there are, there are a lot of men out there that, that, have, that have done some healing. I feel like <laughs> it's, 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 it's still always, the women can always see whatever the, the potential. Of, and, mm. the, and you find partners in the male side as well that will be able to see the potential of what you can be as well and be able to share in, you know what, you could, you could, you, we can do this better and, and grow together. Yeah. Yeah, I do see that there, there, there is, uh, spending your time mucking around with men that haven't healed versus just sitting in that space and waiting for someone to come along um, uh, is, is, uh, is, I think, is a much better way of spending your energy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, actually, like last night I went to a um, uh, a pickup artists pickup artist seminar just uh-huh. to see like what what's going on like in the in the world of pickup, and the, he was he was talking about the men need to be the the initiators mm. and like the the touches and, um, and 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 going down that path. However, a lot of broken men in the room. So I can I can like character analysis wise like I can read like where a man is at yeah. energetically. Yeah, I wish like, I was there. That would have been so interesting. It was it was it was like it was disturbing. Yeah. Oh as yeah. Well as like like we we haven't like we haven't really grown like the tech like he had he had women in the room that were co- acting as coaches so that you, you'd coach into a conversation of like this is how you walk up to women touch them here have this conversation and the way i saw it it's like it's like you hack the masculine so mm. like you, you you hack it in a way so you the woman feels like she's like being cherished but like if if the if it was to progress anything beyond the bedroom like all the all that attachment style wounding the shit would come up and that's yeah. the problem like i think a lot of men they get in their head about picking up a like if they even go and make that move because a lot of them won't because they're afraid that we're going to chop their balls off because generally speaking women these days are very rude towards men and very like ill you creep like to every kind mm-hmm. of man it's this is it's a straight away like what a creep what a creep or he only wants to sleep with me like that mentality um mm. But what was I going to say? Uh, oh, but if you just jump into that straight away without having done the work, and even if you as a woman are listening and you just start dating without having, without having done the deep work, it will come and it will explode. Mm. And for a man, it will come and explode. And that's why often like you'll see these guys say, 
um, on a dating app where they can go and have the first few dates. And then as soon as something gets serious, they freak out because all their attachment style stuff, all their mummy wounds comes up and they don't understand why. And it's just like, they blame it on something else. And, um, it's not actually a you thing. It's a them thing because they've, they've thought that this is the way to do it. It's easier. It's simpler or whatever. It's not easier or simpler. I think it's probably more painful if anything. I think it is more because it's much, very much more confusing. Mm. And like in this, in this workshop, the, they're still grading women out of 10. What? Yeah. It's like calling women like fives, tens, eights. And, um, and, and the this credibility is like wounded masculine workshop, oh, big time. This like, is shoot. fucking wounded as hell. Totally. And, and, and then the credibility comes from how many of these high numbers that you've had sex with. So but it's the, like, but the women in this room are also all in their heel and they're wounded feminine. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I, I agree. And, and, and energetically that's what they were. Like, yeah, I can see, like, any, like, any, any healed woman would not stand for that shit. No, and, and yes, totally correct. And then part of me, like, I can feel, because there's part of me that always wants to rescue women. Like, that's yeah. part of my, like, reoccurring pattern. Yeah, and but you're also a man. That's fucking hot. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to be rescued. <laughs> I think there's a line, right? Because you're allowed, like, I'm allowed to say I want to be rescued, not because I'm like, oh, poor me, I'm a victim, but because I'm like, it's sexy when a man comes and like protects you and provides for you. Like, it, it is. and that, you know, I feel like there's a wounded and a healed way to like pretty much do everything. There's a, I agree. There's a wounded way to rescue and there's a healed way to rescue. And there's a wounded way to be saved and a healed way to be saved. T- totally. Uh, I'm operating from the healed way to be saved. Someone <laughs> save me. <laughs> me too. Just bring it up the stack. <laughs> um, so uh, an example of that, like last night, I wanted to talk to the two of the, um, two of the women that, that were coaching. Yeah. He was saying that she, she was reading a book, uh, The Body Keeps the Score. Uh-huh. And I wanted to talk to her about that book. And then when I sat in it, it was like, well, I just wanted to talk to her because I want to rescue her. So I just like, I just like let it pass. Like I walked past the room, I went to the bathroom and then walked past the room. And if she happened to be out front, I'd have that conversation. And if she wasn't out front, I'd just go home. Yeah. So that was where I drew the line of like, am I rescuing or am I just like wanting to have a conversation? Mm, but yeah, it was, but the room is full of like brokenhearted men. And I'd, I'd argue that the, the women that were doing were also brokenhearted. Yeah. So, and the broken heart for certain character structures is really challenging to fix. And a lot of men that have that pelvic, split where it bypasses their heart and goes from like their pelvis to their head which is really common especially in the um, pickup artist world Um, you bypass the heart so you can't really feel and you tend to attract or be um, aim for women that that can't feel their heart either so energetics magic duo hey (laughs) (laughs) we should do another episode on character analysis actually i'm gonna write that down character analysis because that would be really helpful for some people as well um okay my next question was character analysis okay my next question was um what would be so i talk about with men like planting the seed right you want your man to do the work you plant the seed for example i said to my mom the other night because she wants like my dad to get more into this stuff like watch the movie the secret And like dad will obviously be walking around. So she did that and it planted the fucking seed, right? Anyway, and like obviously even just me doing my work, it plants seed when I'm on the phone with daddy, like he talks about like 
positive and like one, I'm like, Oh, hello. So <laughs> that's the planting the seed where I'm not putting anything on dad. I fully accept him the way he is. And I love him the way he is, but he hasn't grown up with the same stuff. So anyway, with my clients, we talk about planting the seed for their boyfriend's husband, X, Y, and Z. Now for some men, it works. Others, they're planting the seed doesn't so much work for you. What would be some ways where like examples maybe or whatever comes up of ways women would plant a seed that would actually work for you and ways women would plant a seed where it would piss you off? Okay. Does that I'll make start sense? With the, it, it does. I'll start oh. with the pissed off. Okay. Um, uh, and it could just be an energetic thing around like um, I'm feeling like I'm broken. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, that, that's, that comes back to that fixing thing. Yeah. That then, then you feel like I'm not good enough for her. I'm not worthy for her. I should just leave. Blah, blah. Same with like that emasculation thing. Mm. And, uh, I, I, um, I think some, I'm, I'm a big reader and I like reading things and I like people sending me things to read. So for me, my partner would send me things mm. like read this article, read this, it, it would send me into my head, but it was some kind of toolkit that, oh, there's actually, a, I can actually have a better life. Mm-hmm. Like I can actually have better sex. I can have better. I, I can have better. I can have more. Yeah. Um, uh, planting it in a, in a, in a, in a constructive, um, I think it, it really comes down to letting go of the outcome. Yes. And then, and then like, like just being able to, what do you, like, I think the conversation around like, what do you want out of life? And like even just the, the very basic, like what do you want out of life? Do you like do you enjoy that do you enjoy us? Do you enjoy how we have sex? Mm. I think sex is a good one. Mm. Um, uh, like do you feel like you could we we could do you feel like you'd be comfortable in, in learning how to do it? Like I love like it's always like it's I'm, I'm feeling into it right now. It's like this this fragile line of like uh, it's like, so fragile. Like, so the way that I kind of say it like to a man, for example, is let's use sex for the example. I love having sex with you and I would love to learn how we could make it even better. Yeah. That felt great. That felt yeah. really good. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's compliment and then more like curiosity. It's not compliment, but you cannot, I said this in my last podcast with um, Dom and Brian, no buts. You can't say we have great sex, but it's not mm. enough. It's got to be, we have great sex and I want to make it even better. Are you wanting to do that with me? Mm. Which, which could even be like going to a tantra class or something, something mm. along those lines where even that stuff. Can even be fucking a tantra book. For some even of these tantra- men, it's like just, it's just having the thought that there can be an, another possibility to rabbit sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and again, like porn ties in with that, and like being disconnected from like your your pelvis and your heart. Mm. So there's a, and uh, like jumping on that, like there aren't many good sex toys for men. Mm. And like being able to like, there's there's lots of sex toys for women. Like I, I there's like the the eggs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So for men, it's like it's really challenging to, and like your hand really doesn't feel like a vagina. Yeah, it's not so like a warm it, apple pie or whatever that's called. Okay. It's not a movie, American pie or whatever it's American called. <laughs> so it, it's it's like to 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 be able to like nurture a, to a man to be able to explore his own sexuality and find mm. out what he likes is is also a foundational practice too. Because then how can you communicate that to a woman? It's like no, I 100%. love it. When you, like, 
Yeah. So it's like, that's another journey of like, like, and, and dealing with the shame around that, like even like making noise when you masturbate, mm. like a lot of men just masturbate in silence and like, because like, they don't want to make any noise because they don't want to show that they're really enjoying themselves, which plays into sex. Right. Like, a lot of men will like hold their breath like during sex. Or oh, a like- lot of women and men, everyone, humans, full stop, contract yeah, and totally. actually like tense their body when they have sex, yeah. which actually locks your sexual energy in mm. one place in your body. For women, it locks it like around your vagina and it doesn't yeah. allow your whole body to actually get the benefits of the sexual energy. And that's all very contractive and you don't want that. You want expansive. And the the way those orgasms feel is completely different. One's like a quick peak and the other one's like a very like full body, slow valley orgasm. Yeah. And I'm very jealous of how, how women can have orgasms. (laughs) Um, So for a man, that, 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 like that, and that body shaking, that body shuddering, like during orgasm is really important. Yeah. And I think for men also like being able to explore um, like anal play and and being able to ask for what you want is something that's really ashamed like shaming for them mm. so there's a component to men that that there's there's so much shame around their sexuality and even like oh if I'm enjoying anal play does that mean I'm gay no mm. it just means that there's a part of your body that can be stimulated that that you can get more out of sex for like you, yeah. you, can, you can have more so I forgot where we were going with that. Um, um, what was my question? It was how can women plant the seed? Oh, we kind of went on to the sex, the sex seed. Yeah, yeah. So I think I yeah. think sex is, is 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 a is a good segue into that because I think it's it's a it's a union and it's a um it's a, it's a it's a feel good activity. Yeah. Which you oh wow I can feel more in sex like yeah. we could enjoy sex more like whatever that looks like for the relationship. I think sex is a good one. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And then can you quickly run through us the attachment styles more so for men than for women? Okay. So for men, so so that everybody knows majority of the time women have more daddy issues than mummy issues and men have the opposite more mummy issues than daddy issues. We have both. Yeah. But in terms of like sexuality and masculinity for men, it's going to be mummy related. And then opposite mm-hmm. the women, it's going to be more daddy related for us. Totally. Uh, so there's, there's a fantastic um, book called Bad Boyfriends. Um, uh, finding out how to be with or leave Mr. or Mrs. Wrong by Jeb Kinnison. Okay. So he talks really well about attachment styles. So for men, it, it tends to, on the, on the, so age 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 wise, the older you get, the smaller the dating pool gets for for secures. So secure is like the perfect partner. Me. So they can... Just kidding. <laughs> Me. Seriously. Bring it up, sass. Double, double head shake, sass. Um, where where you can be in a relationship, they're okay to be by themselves and. Um, uh, they, they're okay in, in traumatic situations or they can deal yeah. with it. Like they yeah. can deal or they know how to they have a support network network. So they can deal. Mm-hmm. The later in the dating pool, you tend to find in men more um, either uh, anxious, avoidant or fearful avoidance. And can you just bring that down for everybody? What does anxious okay. avoidant mean for those so, who don't know what that means? So um, anxious avoidant is... Um, when you feel like you're, you're getting 
Like they, they tend to prefer long distance relationships mm. um, because they, they, they so when they start, when the attachment wounding starts to come up, they don't really know how to express what they want because in with the relationship with their mum in childhood, whenever they expressed what they want, whether it was crying or whatever it was, that they, they felt abandoned by their mum. So with a partner, say like, oh, you know, I just need to take a week out with the guys or whatever it is. There can be like, I'm afraid to say this. So I'll, I'll unconsciously create distance, whether it might be creating some kind of chaos or some kind of thing that would upset the partner. So it does create some distance. Yeah. Um, then the fearful avoidant is where they, they, they do desperately want to, to be in a relationship and um, uh, they don't really know how to navigate the, the wounding as it comes up. So that's like, like the classic case of like the men being like, I really like you, but I just can't do this. Yeah, it, it can be. Yeah, totally. And like this is a double bind, which is mm. really painful. Um, and um, women have then no closure. It's those no closure endings ones. I feel like that's... The, where things that they can feel the attachment coming on and they go, fuck, and then they run the other direction. Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah. and then there's the anxious preoccupied. So depending on your, your wounding, you're automatically going to attract the, 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 the opposing polarity. So um, the anxious preoccupied is uh, always fretting about what the other partner, what the partner is doing. So then that, that fretting can manifest as like sending a lot of messages like always looking for a secure attachment and if you've attracted an anxious avoidant they're going to feel this is suffocating mm -hmm. so it's like you end up like a, a perfect storm around um like your attachment wounding the secure on the other hand so a, a, an anxious preoccupied partnered with a secure a secure can hold a container depending on how anxious the anxious preoccupied person is and that person can heal because they can feel like you know this person isn't going to run away like this person can see that i am anxious and can just hold space for that while i while i heal this wounding so it's a it, it's a it's a limbic wounding and that limbic wound reappears when you get into a relationship and that's how it heals yeah. So that would you say that's why sometimes um, people often go, I don't get it. Like I met the man of my dreams in the worst moment of my life, but like he was all healed, perfect, blah, blah, blah. And now our relationship's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. Thanks for that, John. Okay. And then what else did I quickly write down that I wanted to maybe go over? Um, oh, perfect. What are some examples in the ways that mother wounds will come up in men so that <laughs> women can like, hand over Keep their eyes peeled because I have a fucking radar now. If I have, if I see a guy with mama wound, I'm like, bye bye, Felicia. Okay, all right. Where I'm to like, start? I can't deal with any mother issues. No, thank you. Not available all to right. that. Only healed. Okay, he, he still watches porn. Mm. Like that's a big one. Um, he he resents his mum. He has his mum on a pedestal. Oh, like, like, that one. Like, I oh, my mum was like, perfect. Yes. Yeah, no, and no. and mum is number one priority. Yeah. No. Yes. No. No. Um, <laughs> um, what else? Um, uh, like he, he still uses mum to screen partners. 
uh, and, and intimacy wise, it can also tie in with uh, how, how he has sex. So if it feels like it's disconnected sex, um, there's still some contempt towards the feminine that, that he hasn't addressed. So if it's like rabbit, like fast rabbit sex, mm. disconnected sex, where it's like, you could be like, you could turn around and like, he's like going at it like a rabbit and you're completely disconnected from me. Like, what are you, what are you, what are we even doing here? Like, yeah. This isn't sex. So it's like there's contempt there in a disconnection there from, from, from the feminine that needs to be addressed. Um, contempt is the biggest one. I feel like contempt for the mother. And it's, very challenging for men to address this and not all modalities will go into it. Uh, and it's, it's very confronting and it's, it's something that once you've healed that women can feel it. Women can feel that difference when you've addressed that, that contempt mm. towards your mother. So that mother issues wise, I think those on the spectrum, does that kind of answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. They're right, great. Okay. They're good. Uh, awesome. Um, is there anything else, John, that you want to share with my people about men or women or anything that you feel like we should know that we might not have already addressed or that I might not have already addressed? Um, I, uh, it, uh, it feels like it's, it's, it's always coming back into the body. Like, there's a temptation for a lot of modalities to go into the head and try and mm. work it out in the head. It, it's, it's really a body, a body thing and feeling into the body, dealing with whatever trauma is addressed in the body and unlocking, like doing like the rage release stuff is, is yeah. super important. Um, getting that deep tissue massage is really important mm-hmm. and finding like somatics, like um, the talking therapy has got, <laughs> dimin- has got diminishing returns. Mm. Like, and we know this now, like um, people are looking for somatic therapies, whatever yeah. that looks like for them. So I feel like um, the days of, of, of talking therapy are numbered and also the days of the prescription medicines are like are numbered too. It's like people are like, no, I have the, my, my body is the key to everything. I just need to feel it all, get rid of the trauma because that, it is, is the healing component. I think that's the, yeah. the crux of the whole thing is like being able to feel your body from like hundred percent. Like even when I met you, John, like, and this is why I focus so much on the body stuff and on trauma release with my clients in that often what I found is as soon as you actually release that trauma in your body, you are done. Like it is like, it is actually that simple. As soon as you release the trauma and you've got greater understanding of how things work and education around yeah. different things and how to be in your feminine and, and that sort of stuff. And, and then you've released the trauma around scenarios, people, things you made up in your head when you were a kid, you are literally done. Like that anger, like when I first did anger release, that was like the catalyst. Like that for me was the catalyst of releasing that and having so much understanding about my childhood and where I, where I thought that being feminine was wrong and masculine was better. And when I realized that I, you know, changed my favorite color from pink to like whatever the fuck I changed it to and forgiveness and like the inner child's healing, but in your body, that's like the magic shit like that and you're done mm-hmm. and I'm sure you can attest to it of like you don't you know do this like I feel like therapy people are often in therapy for like 10 years 
You don't need to do this work for 10 years. If you're doing it properly, no. it won't take you 10 years. I had, yeah, I had this conversation with my be- one of my best mates that lives in, in the Northern River. It's like, if, it's, if you're doing it for that long, there's something that's wrong. <laughs> by, by all means, like mix up a few modalities. Yeah. Like, like right now, like I'm, I'm getting into plant medicine. Yeah. And like th- there is one thing that I, I didn't mention, that there's a, a spiritual component overlay, mm-hmm. which is very esoteric. And um, I feel like we could touch on that at some. Uh, yeah, let's do, let's do another one, definitely. Um, but like, like um, um, Eric and I are heading to Brazil um, to sit ayahuasca. And can you tell me how it goes? I, I definitely will. Thank you. Um, there's a there's a there's a there's a plant medicine component and a spiritual component to mm. all of this trauma work, which I feel like um, like we could touch on. Yeah, at a, at a much deeper level. Yeah. That would be amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much, John, for your time. I really, really appreciate it. You're welcome. Mon- I love talking to you. This thank feels so you. good. Like it's so good. overdue. Like, I know, I know, I know. Um, thank <laughs> you for being patient with me. And um, yeah, just thank you for sharing your wisdom about men. I know my ladies love to hear about like what men have to say about stuff. I want to quickly say, yeah. um, if, if I don't see you again and it starts to snow, <laughs> as, as, like, as, you're, as you're gear prepping, please be present with just checking the tension on your bindings. That oh, is all. Don't worry. Don't worry. My mum already got on the phone with me and she's like, your bindings are going to be so fucking loose this time. So you're going to get them <laughs> 20 times before you ski again. Um, I don't think I will see you because unless you're going to like be in Byron the week after our retreat, I am going to be in Byron for a week and a half and then I'll be in Melbourne and then I fly back to New York. So I don't think I will see you. So we'll definitely have to do another podcast interview so we can like yes. keep seeing each other. But I'll see you on Instagram. Totally. Yay. Right. Yay. Bindings will be checked a thousand percent. Much love, Mon. Thank, Thank you so you. much, John. Have a lovely day. Bye. Bye. Now, I don't know about you, but that was a fucking epic podcast and I cannot wait to get John back on the podcast to talk more about character analysis and other juicy things that he is an absolute genius about and just more men stuff because I'm talking about men like turns me on. It's like men are just like, fuck, they're so hot. Especially like just obviously, especially masculine, oh, masculine men. God, that has made me feel delicious. Anyway, I wanted to quickly just let you guys know that um, in when you were talking about the different attachment styles, uh, John said anxious avoidant. He meant dismissive avoidant. I just wanted to let you guys know that one in case you wrote down any notes. Um, okay. I just thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So if this was your first time hearing about emasculation and different stuff in regards to men, I just loved how John explained it. And if you haven't read about or, or you hadn't really realized the impact emasculation has, it's pretty horrible to be honest. And I've actually, the day that this comes out, it's going to be an Instagram post talking about it a little bit more. So if you want more of a written down explanation, go to my Instagram because it's going to be there. Now, this sort of stuff about it's, it's very healing when you do work with men. And so for the New York event, there's actually going to be two men coming. My friend Dom and Brian, friends, not friend. They're not one person, they're two Dom and Brian. And they're going to be talking all about what turns women on in their feminine. Oh, delicious. Cause I feel like a lot of us need permission to sometimes be in the feminine because society has kind of made us believe that it's better to be like hashtag girl boss and like girl power. And I'm an independent woman. I don't need no man. And even just watching like Grey's Anatomy, which I talk about in my Instagram post, like 
it's just I was watching this episode and if you've watched Grey's Anatomy Bailey it was the episode like season like 12 or something god it's taking me forever to get through the show I kind of stopped for a while because it's getting really boring um anyway and like Bailey it was when um oh fuck what is her husband's name the doctor that he used to be an anesthesiologist whatever his name is um Benjamin uh Ben so when he had to cut that woman open like cesarean when there was like all the doors locked and stuff and he was like stuck anyway and Bailey was so emasculating and I get that there was like rules in place but I think this is where a lot of women fall into the trap they just go there's rules in place especially in the workplace there's rules in place so I'll just emasculate but if a man was to shut you down and make and strip you of your dignity would you find that fair no and it's kind of like there is a double standard and it's almost like because women have gone through a period in history and this was not the whole time this is like when it was like when there was a lot of like witches around and stuff women were fucking praised until like the europeans came through and then like killed all the witches and then it kind of the patriarchy happened anyway whatever i'm not gonna get in history point being is um is women have gone like we're so like quote-unquote strong but in like a dogmatic way that what has happened is it's okay for it's in society it's like okay generalization except if you've done the work we deem it as okay to like put men down so we're strong right but if a man put us down he'd be a dickhead but if a woman puts a man down right or if a woman um like is dogmatic and like quote unquote strong but in like a not like not like a powerful strong graceful way but like a dickhead strong way um other women go like yeah you go girl but if a man was to do that to a woman all of your friends would go what a dickhead it's such a jerk like oh my god i can't believe we did that to you and there's this like double standard and i know you've probably heard me talk about this before and i'll do another whole another podcast episode on it which i am gonna do but I really want you guys to anchor into this idea that you can be strong and graceful. You can be strong with a man, but you do not need to strip him of his manhood. You do not need to emasculate him to get his point across. In fact, if you emasculate him to get your point across, the point ain't going to fucking get across. Okay. Because men and women's brains work so differently. Now in um, a few days time, cause today's like Monday and then I'm seeing Dom and Brian on Thursday, we're going to be recording another podcast. Um, this one probably, I don't know what this one's going to be out by then. Anyway, in the next podcast episode with Dom and Brian, you guys are going to get even more juicy nuggets about men. Um, and then obviously New York is going to have like even fucking more, but New York's going to be really delicious. Cause a lot of, a lot of gut, like a lot of these sort of things, it's about like learn what a man wants. And like, that's fantastic, but it's like, so like everyone does that. So that's why I wanted to bring them in to do what turns them on about women being in their feminine. Cause that permission piece is really needed for a lot of us. It's needed for a lot of our brains because our brains have been wired to like not have as much permission for being in the feminine on like a very deep subconscious level. So I've like fucking really badly burnt my thumb. I don't know how I did it. Um, so hence them coming in and talking about women being in their feminine and how fucking sexy it is gives us this permission piece of like we actually now want to be in our feminine. So our brain feels although it's safer if not better actually to be in our feminine over our masculine and to stop like being in our fucking heads and being dogmatic um the way that we've kind of been wired to via the workplace patriarchy all that sort of stuff anyway um <coughs> i hope that you got lots out of this episode ladies please 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 
make sure that you screenshot this episode and put it on your Instagram story because so many women need to hear this and it is going to change the game. So I would love to see that you've listened to it. So post it, tag me in it, tell me your top takeaway. Um, I love knowing that you guys are listening to the podcast and seeing your screenshots. It makes me so happy that I'm able to have such a, such a beautiful impact on your lives. Um, awesome. And I will talk to you guys soon. I think that's everything I needed to mention. Um, the, the, if you haven't bought your tickets, just so you know, actually for New York, the prices go up at the end of September. So the link is going to be in my bio and not my bio, the, um, description do not miss out because you will regret it. And all my other events after New York are going to be like much bigger price, uh, much larger price. This, this is going to be like, I don't like the word cheap. Cause it's not like it, the whole experience is bougie. It's going to be like the lowest investment. Um, option. So if you have any questions about that, or if you don't know if it's for you, make sure you send me a DM or an email because I will let you know. And that's about it. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.